thing that I did before that was Tyson's run. And the thing that I did since was um, I did voice acting for Final Fantasy VII. Wow, really? As a young cloud, the remake. Really? Uh, so if you watch that, if have you played that before? Oh yeah. So I played the original. I love the original, and I was actually a fan of the remake. So that's actually really yeah, exciting. I never me. seen I the not, remake, and I did not know that. I didn't see that in the research I did. Yeah, so yeah. Really like exciting. Young Cloud when he's up on the uh, the water tower, and I, th- I can't remember what the the town is called, but when he's talking about going to Midgar. Okay. Uh, Welcome to Ray's Typical. How's it going, everybody? How's it going, Dan? Uh, it's going well. It's going well. I had a great day at the school today. Yeah. I, I, I spoke at Jarrettown Elementary School. That's true. Who'd you speak to? I spoke to the fifth graders. Oh, shout out to the fifth graders at yeah. Jarrettown Elementary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are an awesome bunch of students. They loved my presentation. Yeah, we had the chance to do two different presentations yes. at Jarrettown. Yes. And uh, we really enjoyed our time there for sure. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Yeah. So today, Ben. We have Major Dodson. Yes, Major Dodson. Now, Major is an actor who is also on the autism spectrum. I did not know that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we found that out in our research and then actually had a chance to ask him about it and talk to him about it in the interview today. Yeah. And just a very, very, very cool guy. He is. Um, he has spent a lot of time practicing and uh, working like you have been. Yes. Speech therapy and yep. um, is now at a place where he is... Uh, able to fully communicate mm-hmm. and um, is very well spoken, I think. Yep. And he's played a couple different roles. He was in The Walking Dead as a couple different characters. Uh, he was what? Kid Danny in the show Revolution on NBC. Oh, I have um, to see that. And his major role right now is Tyson's Run. Right. There's a movie called Tyson's Run yeah. where he is playing the main character, Tyson. Yep. Who has autism. Right, who has autism. So it's a movie um, about a boy with autism who struggles in school Mm -hmm. and uh, ends up finding a coach and wants to run a marathon. And that's... When does that come out, Ben? It actually is out already. Okay. You can go to your local... You can go to Tysonsrun.com. It's on our website. Yeah. And you can go to find your local theater playing near you. Um, I know it's going to be playing in Regal Warrington. I'm probably going to go... I'm going to go Friday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Check it out. If you all want to come, join me to say hello, and we'll hang out. Yeah. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Uh, and then, bam, your billboard's up, right? It is up. Oh. So those locations seem to be changing, which is great. Um, we were blessed to have Keystone. Yeah. Uh, they gave us free billboards. Um, they donated some billboards to us, and so we were able to raise awareness for April 2. And what's the tagline, Ben? Wear blue on April 2. Yeah, so we're trying to get everyone to wear blue just to support uh, Autism Awareness for World Autism Day. Yep. And I think that's all the announcements for right now, right? Yeah, um, I'm pretty excited about tonight. Yeah. Um, pretty. I'll let you know when I'm going to the movie. Mm-hmm. I can keep everybody updated. Oh, we are the broad theater is not showing the movie. Yeah, yeah. Just to let you guys know. If you so, hear that in the interview, I apologize. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit in the interview, but um it's not happening anymore due to some scheduling issues. So um, That's for Broad Theater and Saturday. Yeah. But you can go anywhere else and see it. Yeah, you can check it out. Like Ben said, go on our website or go on Tysonsrun.com and you can find um where they're showing. Yeah. You can check the movie out that way. Uh, but without any further ado, let's roll the let's clip. Roll the clip, and we hope you enjoy our interview with Major Dodson. Um, what is your favorite restaurant? Ooh, man! So we're we talking like chains or you whatever know, kind of deals. Yeah, what, oh, whatever boy. you think. Yeah, because basically, you know, Ben is a big food guy, and so that's how he likes to get to know people. 
Um, and so, you know, it could be a chain if that's what you yeah. really like. It could be a local place that we may never have heard of, but still, next time we find our, our way out to L.A., maybe we'll have to check it's it out. It's Texas. He's in Texas. Texas. No, I live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, you're in Los Angeles. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought when I, when I was doing my research that it was L.A. Yeah. Um, yeah, we moved back a, a three or four years ago, and, of course, there's a lot of food you can have here. Oh, yeah. It's the melting uh, pot, right? In L.A. The melting pot. That's a cool one. I've, I've been to one of those a few times. Okay. Um. Oh gosh. Uh, here, I'll just throw this one out there. There's this place called a uh, Pinocchio Ooh. by me, and okay. um, it's like this partially. Uh, part of it's like an Italian like import market, so they they just have a ton of like you know panettone and all wow. that stuff. A bunch of noodles, uh, a lot of imported wine, stuff I drink wine. Um, and then on the other side is this restaurant. It's sort of like an old, old timey cafeteria. Okay. And so they, they've been there for like 60 years and it's just, it's Dang. good, cheap, like Italian food. So okay. you can get a uh, big pasta bowl and they'll put oh. their uh, sauce on there. It's, it's just a chill place to go and relax with some friends. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so good. I, I, I can picture it right now. Yeah. The ambiance. That's a big part of any restaurant. I feel oh, like. Oh, man. It's like it hasn't changed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They, they, I love they it. have not touched the decor once. Yeah. This right. Right. So, that's so funny. That's so cool. I love yeah. it. So and I love vintage stuff. So it works out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My question's a, a bit, a bit harder. All mm-hmm. right. But mm. I find it. Uh, really helpful when you're trying to get to know somebody a good question is what makes you angry Ooh, what makes me angry yeah oh, i can go on for a while <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll i'll condense it down um just people getting the short end of the stick mm. by mm. people who have the ability to give them more mm. And you can see that a lot anywhere you look. That's what makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I can totally understand that. Um, even I think in, in both regards, right? Like I talked to Ben a lot about doing your best. Yes. So that's a big part of it is like putting in your best effort. And I know right. a lot of people who don't put in their best effort. And that's always frustrating. But then on the other end, right, you have – I think about this all the time. There's people – who are just like not fortunate in where they were born or their upbringing mm-hmm. or whatever it might okay. be. And yeah. who, like, I, I guarantee you there could be somebody who is like a savant at a certain instrument, but they mm-hmm. may never get to play it because they were just born in a place that, you know, either doesn't have that instrument or they're just not in a setting that that's possible. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so my question is major. I what was your favorite part in the, to film in the movie? Your favorite scene? Oh, there you go. Oh gosh. Well, we filmed for like a couple months, I believe. So you know, it all kind of blurs together. Yeah, um, sure. If I had to pick, there's a lot that was really fun. So it's taking me a minute. Yeah, um, no, that's totally fine. Hmm. I I do think, like, in retrospect, that the running scenes, even though they were all very grueling, um, you know, it was a lot of repetition, like, going a quarter mile each time. Yeah. um, There was, like, a certain exhilaration about it. Um, Just that feeling of, oh, my gosh, I'm running really nicely. Uh, I think they call it a runner's high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those were satisfying to do. I, sure. I really enjoyed those. Yeah, I was gonna ask. That's another question we have down. But like, what was the training process like for that? Right, because there's a, running was a big part of the movie. So, oh, yeah. like, you know, me, yeah. I, like, I, I might be all right. But it's a bit bigger. So, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to run. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we were living in Houston at the time. We uh, so we would fly down there. Um, but in the months before we started filming Tyson's Run, I went to my local high school mm. and I would do laps around them in their parking lot for Dang, like yeah. hours on end. And of course, it's humid, it's hot. Right. Um, sometimes it rained. I, I wasn't out there in the rain, but you sure. just kind of painting the picture there. I mean, it was yeah. a swamp. Um, and so doing that over and over, you know, I practiced my stretching and everything. 
it was endurance training for the movie. And then when we were actually filming in Atlanta, um, our hotel, the uh, I think it was the Georgian Terrace, it was called. Okay. Um, sometimes in the mornings or in the night, we would go up to their gym, and I would just train on the treadmill for a while. So I would try wow. and hit, I would hit like a maximum time before I would have to stop. And my, my mom would just be there pushing me, you know, hey, you gotta do better, you gotta do better. Mm, and yeah, eventually, yeah. I did. And that is the only reason that the movie was possibly, you know, finished. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, it's something that I know I talked to Ben about a lot, but that like, mm-hmm. it's hard to think long term, the sense of like, okay, this running I'm doing right now is going to help yeah. me do this thing that is way down the line. Right. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand that, that thought process. Yeah. And that's something you struggled with too, right, Ben? Yeah, I've struggled with exercising. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to do the work, but I have to do work. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you know the outcome, right? Fit body is great, but when you're in the moment and you're sweating and out of breath, you're like Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little rough. Well, another thing too is, you know, that feeling in your side, yes. like yes, that cramp, oh, like man. it just shuts you down like yeah. five minutes in. Yeah, I, I I had that for so long. And it came up a few times during the shoot, but it, it, it went away the farther I went. So mm. it, it was interesting to kind of feel that as well because it was progress for me. Yeah. I would not have considered myself able to do that before. Yeah, sure. Um, and that's all part of it too, right? Like I feel like people don't think about too much. Like obviously if it's a Superman movie, right? Like they're like, oh, that person had to train to get in that position. But even yeah. like other movies – there are times you have to like be malnourished to take a role. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, crazy sometimes the things that actors have to do for the roles they take. Oh, Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think it was the, it was the machinist. I think is what he did. Not so sure. it does sound like that one. Though. Yeah. I so I know obviously seen... Batman, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Batman. I've never Batman. seen Batman. Really? You know what? My mom, my mom told me when I was a kid, you're not allowed to see a VHS version. So yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Like, the VHS why? Version? Because it's so scary, Ben. <laughs> okay, Bob, you should yell at her later about that. I don't think I can yell at our mom, but you know, I'll uh, maybe I'll say something. I'll ask her about it. Maybe I, maybe I'll watch it later. Yeah, I think you could probably Look watch it. Look on eBay. Now. Yeah, there you go. There you Actually, go. Actually, there are Peacock, I think. Oh, are they? Oh. Um, I just remember reading an article about Christian Bale. He did Batman, and then a certain period of months later, he had to do a movie where he had to lose like all the muscle mass that he gained. And so you can like see side by side pictures, and it's just crazy. Yeah, um, that is unreal. Yeah. So obviously, this isn't your first role. Um, yeah. And there, you've had a couple of different roles. I thought it was really cool. Uh, you played young Danny in Revolution, right? I did. Which, uh, when I was researching, I was excited about that because I actually really liked that show. I thought it was a very cool premise. I never heard of yeah, that show. Yeah, we, we watched it. Like, me, mom, and dad watched it a while ago, but it was on NBC and, like, all the power goes out uh-huh. and they kind of, like, revert back to a, like, powerless time. Oh, yeah. wait, but it's, like, timeless. Uh, kind of. Okay, um, I can't remember. It's okay. But <laughs> yeah, either way, um, this role for you, uh, was this more difficult or was this easier than past roles? Far more difficult. Mm. Way, way, way more difficult. Mostly because um, when you're the main character, it it's you're the main character. Mm-hmm, of right. The movie. You know, the whole thing kind of rides on the performance so there was a lot of anxiety through it of am i doing the right thing am i doing a good enough job will this look good yeah Um, yeah oh gosh did that look good um and then of course this is coming out now i'm hearing everybody saying that okay you did a good job and it's kind of just this release yeah of okay you know all the anxiety was worth it in the end um but it was definitely so much harder And most of that as well was the physical element because beforehand it was just kind of, okay, you got to walk around or, Oh, twisty's coming to get you. You got to run. Um, but it just doesn't really compare because in this movie too, I did stunts. Yeah. Like 
I had a stunt double for one of the scenes. Um, oh, don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not, not ruining anything. I, I had to stop myself there. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of I did I did my own stunts for some of this, and there was just so much more involvement than I had had before in terms of um, importance of character. I mm. guess is the term for it. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So for this role in this movie, was was running the hardest part for you, or was there something else about this role that was more of a challenge? It's a, it's a mixed bag because a lot of the movie is running, of course, but most of the movie isn't. Sure. Um, so there was a bunch of character work that I had to do to make sure that it was a mm-hmm. a, a nice realistic portrayal, a mm. a non offensive one. I wanted it to be you know grounded in reality. Um, so that took a lot of like self checks and balances. Yeah. Because there's you know nuance and facial expressions and whatnot yeah. mannerisms that I had to like hold on to, um, and then when the running scenes came in, it wasn't just you know major you got to run. It was running as Tyson, mm. so you know he had a specific gait. He has the da 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 da. Which funny enough, that's just kind of like how I've run in the past. Sure. Um, and it's funny how it came about. I saw it in a Terminator movie at one point. Okay. And I was like, oh, wait, the police officer's running like this. That'll make me faster. And that was like a little, like, <laughs> I love it. like eight-year-old me. Um, but I don't know. It kind of does make me feel a little faster. Just something yeah. about it. But, yeah. Me- Sorry. I just had to blend those things together for a lot of the movie. And yeah. that was that was a serious challenge. I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of Forrest Gump when he runs like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah very specific yeah, yeah. Well, run, he was too. fast, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I could think about that though. I, there's definitely been times where I'll be running and I think about like an actor or yeah, some other <laughs> yeah yeah some other role. And I'm like, oh yeah, if I run just like this, I'll run much faster. <laughs> um, so I, I understand that for sure. Um, so as as we did our research, we weren't mm-hmm. totally sure. So I'm just gonna come out and ask: Are yeah. you on the spectrum at all, or did you just do research to do this role? I am on the spectrum. I was diagnosed with Asperger's when I was about six. Okay, that's amazing. When I was four. Okay. Um, and so I've been through occupational therapy and sure. whatnot. Uh, when I was younger, I would not have been able to do this. Sure. Like, wow. sure. making eye contact, albeit through a screen. Sure. Um, but, like, just sitting here for a prolonged period of time, we had a um, – getting me into school was a huge battle mm, because wow. you know, we live in the state of Texas. They're not usually the most progressive. Yeah, um, sure. Sure. So it was definitely an uphill battle with my parents um, because the school system didn't believe that I was anywhere on the spectrum. So I oh didn't get special attention that I needed oh for gosh. quite a while. That's um, crazy. And so when I was like four years old, we had this lady a, um, help us out with the school uh, she was a diagnostician. Okay. And she measured my attention span uh, when I was talking to kids or interacting with other kids in like a bounce house, I believe. And my attention span with eye contact and like staying on one subject, it lasted about four or five seconds. Dang. So that took a lot of work. Yeah. But yeah, I am on the spectrum. Okay. Um, that is so amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's obviously something that we're passionate about, Ben being on the spectrum. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a big part of, obviously, what Ben talks about and, and uh, just all that he does and is. Um, and it's something that um, we, our main goal, ultimately, is it's to be the one. Is to, right, is to be the one and, and, yeah. and to raise awareness. Um, yeah. Be just, kind. Because if there's so many times, yeah. I think, that my experience in school it was opposite to his experience because I'm older. And so I think I still was kind of in that realm of like, there's a a lot more separation between neurotypicals and and non-neurotypicals. And now we're we're like slowly making our way where we're getting better and better at, 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 um, you know, bringing programs and um, schools. And we live in Pennsylvania. So they're, they've been a bit more helpful 
but our yeah. parents had to do the same. We I, we actually ended up um, suing the school district because oh, they wow, they really? would not provide the things that um, they were told to provide. I was so, gonna say um, I didn't know how to read or write when I was in third and fourth grade. Yeah, and the school said you're never gonna do it. And my parents went up and they had to take them up to court. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I know second angel was Miss Nicole. She taught me how to read and write. So yeah. I'm so thankful. That's insane. So they just wouldn't teach you at all. Yeah, they just really thought it was a lost cause. And so they're like, we're just, yeah, there's nothing we can do. And my parents, you know, fortunately being the, the parents that they are, they, they're they like, well, that's not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Um, yeah. And so it was a lot of like extra work and, and therapy and um, intentional um, people coming in to, to do training and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben's in the same boat where, you know, he would never be able to do this um, had he not had that kind of that training. And and, um, and it's called uh, the DeBar Association method. It's yeah. a really cool reading method. Yeah. 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 It's a big part of, of who you are now. Yeah, exactly. What's, what's the thing that, that you always say? You couldn't know how to talk when you, when you were two. I, I didn't know how to talk. A speech therapist, Paula Barson. Mm-hmm. She actually taught me how to talk major, and now today, just talk, and there's no off button on me. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We love doing, we love talking. We all, yeah. we all turn out pretty good. Hey, hey, thanks. You know, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. I love it. Um, so that obviously your life experience then had to help a bit in this role. Um, and so, did you find yourself drawing on your own experience playing this role? There were some similarities. I, like you just mentioned, school. Um, I I didn't have a very easy time knowing social cues or mm, what was sure. cool. Um, I had all my obsessions when I was little. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you talked to me, I would probably just turn it into, oh hey, did you hear this about the Titanic? Yeah, or, sure. You know this about cars or ships or trains or transformers. Cool. It was all transportation related. Sure. Um, except for sharks. That one was not entirely just transportation. Who knows? You could um, ride a shark. Uh, yeah. SeaWorld. Their skin's a little rough, so you need to wear a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't have a very easy time in school. Mm-hmm. I, sure. Thankfully, I wasn't really bullied. Mm. Um, I made a, a few friends. Yeah, but so that's I think that's where me and Tyson really differ in our school experience. I didn't really run away because I was horribly treated by the other kids. Sure, I thankfully I was around some pretty competent children. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, that that is pretty much the the main similarity. We, sure. we did have a very awkward experience at school at first. Yeah, and then as time went on and we met we met more people. Um, we got the help that we needed. It we we grew. Yeah, so I, that's amazing. Like I mentioned before, I uh, would not have been able to do this at that age. So yeah, yeah. Sure. that's incredible. Yeah, I think Ben, what's the what's the thing that uh, you're always thinking about? Having autism? Well, yeah, but yeah. what's the, it's on our it's up there. Uh, roller coaster <laughs> tycoon. Yeah, I noticed that earlier. Uh huh. Do you like roller coaster tycoon? Do you like roller coasters? Your mom told I me do you like roller, roller coasters. Um, yeah. I, I noticed that it was roller coaster tycoon in particular. I, I've watched. Uh, streamer play that before and it's there one of the go. funniest things yeah. to watch just, yeah um, ben i mean not just like a status or anything but like when they make the like the death coasters that's fun. yeah they're fun yeah <laughs> we had rob like Decker. straight into the ground yeah, so there's um a guy that Ben's friends with, uh, his mm. name's Rob Decker, and he was on our show, but he uh was the vice president of Cedar Fair, um, and so they had really? parts. Which yeah, what, ran Knott's Berry Farm and California oh, Scrimmage. I haven't been to Cedar Fair yet, but I've been to Knott's Berry Farm a couple That's, times. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, for my birthday when I turned. Oh, there you go. Thing is, when I turned seventeen. Okay. Um, I wonder, yeah. I um, but yeah, he's responsible for designing uh, a large number of their roller coasters. Um, and so we we had that up originally for him, but Ben loves roller coaster tycoon. Um, and so his thing, not necessarily was transportation, but mm-hmm. roller coasters. Almost always, fortunately, you know, he's in a similar boat now where yeah. um, we talk about conversation being a tennis match, right? So you, mm-hmm. you hit the ball and then they hit it back to you. Right. Um, I burned that from Tom Island. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when you were a kid, right, you did what with the ball? A lot. I was serving, serving, serving. Uh huh. You were <laughs> always serving. Just chucking balls, man. <laughs> 
yeah, I was the same way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's a trick to it, really. Um, and, and all conversations have an ebb and flow. Um, and so the, I, I totally get that. And, and from that school basis, I think something I wanted to point out was that friendship piece, I think, is huge. So Ben actually goes in and, and talks to students in schools. Um, and we just talked to a classroom about friendship, right? Yeah. Um, cause what did the student ask? Do you remember? Oh yes. I think I do. Mm-hmm. She said, um, how can you make more friends? Yeah. She, she had autism yeah. and, and oh. she was like, you know, it's a pretty intense question. How do you make more friends? Right. Um, but at the same time, I, that's such an important thing. And so we basically, you know, long story short, we just told her that it's all about making one friend. So if you can at least make one good friend, I think that can really change your experience somewhere. Um, yeah, quality over quantity. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we we heard that you're a piano guy. Is that true? Sort of, yes. Okay, okay. How long and have you been yeah. playing? How long have I been playing? I Well, it's it's funny how I started. I uh, Yeah, tell me about it. It was around when I was like 11 or 12. Um I had this app on my phone called Magic Piano. Okay. Which piano? Yeah, sure. Well, it, it's putting it very, very, very lightly. Sure. Um, uh, it, it, it's like you. It's like a survey sort of on a, um, a rhythm game, I guess. Yeah. There's a line. There's little dots coming down. You got to hit it like. Uh, boom, 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 okay. Boom, boom. And I thought that was fun, so I learned about classical music through that, and I was like, oh, this is cool. So I started listening to um, Mozart and stuff. I mean, there's yeah. a solid wow. year where I just listened to Requiem by uh, Mozart. I love it. That's like, good. Like, like <laughs> That's that was amazing. just the only music I knew. Um, but yeah, I, from there, I kind of got into it. And then I went to like a couple piano. Um, I went to a piano teacher. Uh, I got my own keyboard. Yeah. Um, I kind of taught myself over time. And of course, I didn't know theory or anything. Yeah, I, sure. I still really don't. Um, but yeah, I, I have a synthesizer. I, I, I've tried to make music for a while now. Yeah. Um, still, still ironing out the kinks, trying yeah, to learn about sure. production. Mm. Oh gosh, I can just go on and on. This is this is my current obsession. I, I love it. it. I yeah. love it. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. Music and music making. So yeah, I've been. I, I'm, I'm sort of a piano guy. Hey, no, that's amazing. It. That's something that um, I can relate to that, that, that uh, current obsessions. I, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say my mom used to play piano. We used to have piano out here oh. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then we got rid of it. Yeah. She was the only one that played. And mm. I think at one point she tried to teach all of us. Yeah. But, but it, it didn't stick with any of us. It didn't stick. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and it's it's really interesting to me how there's so many different instruments, right? But you could dedicate like your whole life to one instrument yeah. um, and you still might not know everything there is to know about it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, music making is, is very exciting because there are a large number of actors who've done music and have made that the the thing they've kind of rolled into or, I, you know, Childish Gambino is who I think of or Donald Glover. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, you know, I'm sure there, there's a lot in that avenue too. Major, can I ask you this? Do you like to sing? Eh. Yeah, yeah. Not publicly. Yeah, there That's you a, go. There you like, go. Earlier I said ironing out kinks. That's what I need to do for singing. Yeah, um, okay. There's something there. I just need to learn how to control it better. Yeah, that's cool. My voice still does the odd crack every once in a while. Yeah, so sure. it's just as much an instrument as anything else. Right. Well, and it's the most temperamental and personal instrument that there is. Yes, very true. Very true. Oh, I'll, I'll so, go next. What's up? The antiques. Um, I oh, heard you yeah. like. I heard you like antiques and vintage shopping. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's the ticket. Um, the shirt, for example, right yeah. here, it's like 100% silk. It's from like the 80s. Oh, I love um, it. Got, what? Got for five dollars at a place called La Bamba. Oh, oh. Um, oh gosh, I could just bring things in. Um, <laughs> I'd love it. Like Dan- my, my my um, I have a huge stereo setup in that room right there. That's my that's my bedroom. Okay. Um, 
but like almost all of it is vintage components. I have a turntable from I think 1972 or 73. Dang. Um, my receivers from 1989. My speakers are from like 1995. Dang. Um, and it's all just very nice stuff. Like you, it, they don't. It's so stereotypical to say this, but they don't make it like they used to. Yeah. So I just love finding things. And on the topic of obsessions, I'll, I'll wrap this up right right here. Yeah, you're fine. Um. For the longest time, I was extremely into cameras. So I had a collection of vintage cameras. I have about 40 or so. They're all back in storage in Houston. Um, but like I had 20 Polaroids. I you know, love I, it. That's I crazy. Love it. Like all throughout the, the time I was filming The Walking Dead, I would bring a Polaroid on set and I would, I would just be like parading it around like, hey, Melissa McBride, let's, let's, let's take a Polaroid picture. Yes. Um, so it, it yeah, I, I like vintage things. I love it. I love it. That's so cool. My aunts actually have an antique shop right there. Yeah. So really. Yeah. Growing up, they had a shop that was like solely focused on antiques, hmm. um, and so they know so much. Like they can look at a piece of furniture and tell you, you know, it's from such and such year, um, just by the handles. Um, right. Yeah. But and now they have a furniture store that it's like half antiques and then they like refinish and like uh, rejuvenate stuff. Um, I do like me some mid-century furniture. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to if you ever find your your way out to PA, we'll have to bring you bring yeah, you down to check it out. Well, like um, just the other day, I um we went to the Getty Center in um here in Los Angeles. And I really liked the chairs that they had in the, uh, like the front entrance hall. Yeah. And so I messaged, um, the visitor center, like, Hey, I know this is a bit of a weird email, but who manufactured these chairs? <laughs> and, uh, and they got back to me with like the, uh, the designer and like who, um, who manufactured them up in like San Francisco. And they were like, yeah, here's their phone number. And so uh, maybe someday when I have like, two thousand dollars to commission a chair I'll there you go there you go yeah that's great that's so cool i, I find that kind of stuff so interesting too especially because like trends right we, oh, yeah we really like furniture wise we have so many trends and just the other day i was in a furniture store and like mm -hmm. everything's like it was in the 80s it's like we're, we're making yeah. our way back to the 80s again and it's like it's a weird cycle of of buying and then now it's gonna go back to 90s and who knows? Oh, and then yeah. 2000 <laughs> and then 2010. Just this never ending cycle. Well, uh, but Ben, you help out the furniture store, right? Too. I do. Yeah. Um, I have a question for Major. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thrift store out in your area? Do you go to thrift Ooh, stores? At all? Favorite thrift store out in my area. There used to be one called um I think it was called American Thrift. Okay. And they had so many weird like gems there that you went yes. to see like as well. Um, it, was, yeah, it was American Thrift, and where where it used to be is now a Goodwill. Doesn't compare. Yeah. It does not compare. They're selling records for like four dollars a pop there. Yeah. But it's just like old, like, um, like Christian, like, uh, like just really not desirable records. Like yeah, all sure. in horrible shape for like four dollars, and occasionally they'll have something good yeah but yeah there's that one and then there is there's this one place called it's a wrap okay by us and it's basically an overflow store for okay. when productions are finished with their clothing so oh. like wardrobe from different shows will just end up there wow. so like i've got a pair of um Unitsuka tigers there uh it's just you find a lot of really neat stuff yeah so, that's crazy awesome. that's such a cool idea that. especially like i'm sure i didn't really thought about it but when it comes to thrift stores me and ben love them uh -huh. um yeah, like yeah thrift stores and yard sales we've always been about them yeah um but in la i'm sure there are people probably who work for production companies that just go and they try to find stuff because they need oh, yeah. a 1960 lamp or whatever you know like um, so I'm sure the, the thrifting out there is probably pretty interesting. We'll have to go sometime yes. and go out there. Yeah, we'll have to do that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I have been to plenty of estate sales and yard oh, sales. Yes. I love yard sales. Uh, I'm trying to remember cool things that I've found. Oh gosh, I can't go and find them right now. But at one estate sale I went to, it was it was interesting. The um the guy was an organist. Okay. So it was just chock full of like 
uh, of organ memorabilia. So there was like sheet music and stuff there. Apparently there were like two turntables that I, I just hey. missed. Um, nothing as nice as mine though. Yeah, sure, um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I got a cassette deck there, but he, he had these ginormous like 80s glasses with like the tortoise shell frame, like Dang. these huge lenses. And it, it's so funny because like when I put them on, here's me without glasses, by the way. Um, but like I'll put them on, and on these ones, like it, they get larger. Yeah, sure. Eye. Um, <laughs> but on the other glasses, they get smaller. So he's got he oh, had like a negative prescription. <laughs> That's cool. So like I put them on and I look down, it's like I've grown five feet in height. It's so strange <laughs> wearing those glasses. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I um I collect like old video games, so like retro video games. Uh, I'm right, all about right. that. Mm-hmm. Um and there's nothing like you having a better turntable than what had just sold is good. I remember though, I went to one yard sale and I watched someone walking away with a box of like games. And I was like, no, if I had been five minutes earlier, you know, Uh, so there's nothing worse than showing up and just missing something. Well, and I have my uncle's um, old, NES. Oh, nice. I have a few games for it, and it's it's back in Houston in storage. But I mean, at one point in time, I had like four Game Boys as well. Yeah, It's got like the old like official Game Boy case. Yeah, a bunch of old games. Um, I could probably whoop you real bad in Tetris. <laughs> I bet game. you could. I bet you could. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Did you ever play Pokemon? I did. I got. A good way through blue. Okay. Um, Ooh. Have you played blue? I've played uh, Let's Go Eevee. It's hard for the Let's Go Blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the same story, actually, but interesting. But yeah. yeah, I I I think it was his copy of Pokemon Blue. And I got to this one part, like right before you go and see like the last gym leaders or whatever. Yeah. And it's like underground and you're just surrounded like by these boulders. And if you make one wrong move, it'll like mess up the entire thing. So I, I gave up there because yeah. I just couldn't figure it out. I mean, I had to like look up guides and stuff. It, it was very tedious. Yeah, there's times it's so funny. Like I, I think back and right. The Internet now is so helpful because you okay. like you just type something in on Google and you got the answer. Mm-hmm. But I remember I was playing Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo 64. Ah. And there's this one part where you get your horse and you're trapped in the farm and you're supposed to jump over the gate to escape the farm in Ocarina of Time. Um, But as a kid, I had no clue what I was supposed to do. And so the only thing I could think of was there's a guy that I knew who had done it. And so I asked mom if I could use the phone to call this guy that I knew so that he could tell me how to do this thing um because you, you just there was no like type it in on google and find the answer yeah now today um, you have tiktok yeah you've got all all the resources you need when it comes to plethora of stuff uh-huh uh-huh did you all uh, watch the uh, angry video game nerd growing up oh yeah yep yeah for sure for sure it was like one of my favorite things to watch like, yeah way back in the day. yeah i I've, I've always just been a huge fan of of any of that kind of content yeah. um and you know i i'm i'm a sucker for a good story so i think that's really what it is for me like whether it's a book or a video game or a movie mm-hmm. uh, for right. me it's all about a good story um and so you know it, it doesn't matter necessarily how i i see that story but uh, i think games i enjoy the most because i'm participating in you know what my favorite game was growing up what sonic sonic there you go ah, there you go oh that reminds me i had i had a uh i had like sonic something or another it was like a collection of like all the games from like okay PS2 for sega genesis yeah i had the genesis ones but it was just the disc for my ps2 okay okay and i don't know how that came about like sonic on the ps2 but it yeah. did um and i remember i think sonic spinball i tried playing that and it scared me i don't yeah. know why it did but it scared me like i hated playing Interesting. that game yeah that's so interesting because i and i think about that too right there's a lot of things like i look back on now that definitely aren't that scary but (laughs) it freaked freaked me out for whatever reason 
Um, like the big bird in the playroom. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a, a good story for you. So we had this uh, like animatronic big bird from Sesame Street. Oh, gosh. okay. So it's this well, little I, thing. I, are we talking like six feet tall or a little toy? Fortunately, <laughs> not. It was it was probably like this big. Okay. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> um, but it was like you know it had a beak that would move and it was supposed to talk. But right. The uh, the point of it was, as you watch Sesame Street, it would like mm. hear something and then respond. Uh. Um. But for some reason, ours battery was like dead. And whenever you turn the lights on or off, it would start talking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, thank you. And no, so there were so many times you. where like I'd be leaving the room and I'd turn the light off and then I'd just hear Big Bird like in the corner, like, no, please, no. <laughs> What's time to read a story? Yeah, something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's probably worth money yeah. online <laughs> no, now. I promise it's not time to read a story. <laughs> That's oh, man. horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now you know it's it's a good story now. <laughs> trying to think. I remember the one eyed purple eater. Yeah, yeah, that was something that you liked as a kid too. I didn't want to open up any other gifts. Yeah, did you ever ever have a situation like that where? Ooh. So so you obviously had a hyper fixation on on um like you said, transportation usually type right, objects. Right. Did that also take place in like gifts you received? Were they all like trains, cars, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think they were. Um, at one point I had a bunch of models of just like little cars. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, no. Okay. Oh man, this is funny. If my mom was here, she'd be cackling about this. <laughs> when, when I was growing up and we were kind of like, you know, getting my behavior down. Yeah. If I did something good or something that my parents asked of me, um, for positive affirmation, they would go and get me a transformer. Oh, we would go to Walmart and I would get to pick one out and at at kind of the, uh, the eclipse, you know, twilight years of my, my transformers obsession. Um, there was just a bin full of like 50 or 60 transformers toys. I love it. Just, and Oh, that's another one. Um, you remember revenge of the fallen or whatever? Yeah. 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 Like when it came out, not a great movie. But um, the toys were amazing. I I had this one of Devastator yeah. that got shipped out to us from China. It took like six months to get here. Dang. And I let it fall into disrepair because it was not my favorite. Yeah. It wouldn't stand up. You oh, could not gosh. get it to stand up. Yeah. And so I, I was just so disappointed because it, it was a cool model like in and of itself. But yeah. it just wasn't a good action figure yeah yeah that's always something i think about too like they had to balance that right they had to balance like making a cool toy but also a cool action figure (laughs) oh what's your what was your favorite toy growing up yeah you trying to cover one that you think of yeah just one huh yeah yeah just just one (laughs) just one just one toy toy story (laughs) one toy well, how about while he's thinking, Ben, know. what's what's your one toy that you loved growing up? Um, yeah. I probably love Toy Story. Yeah, probably with Buzz Lightyear in the bu- in the bathtub. Oh yeah, oh, Buzz Lightyear drowning them. <laughs> no, you know you got to put the helmet on first, so you know he's, he's prepared. Oh, right. What about <laughs> Star Wars action figures? That's another good. That story. was that'd be my answer. I think I I really liked Star Wars action figures. That was my toy growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad back in the day, I mean, he grew up in the um in the 70s and 80s so he, he had all the kenner ones oh yeah and of course they're probably worth a fortune now but he just doesn't have them yeah right right um i really don't know i there was a time when i was really interested in like christine you know the yeah. possessed car yeah and so i had this super nice model that had like actual tinted windows it had um it had a uh, like cloth on the floorboards and there was a switch on the bottom that you could get that you could flick and it would turn on the lights what Whoa, that's cool. It's just super cool. Um, And that also fell apart over time. But I think me now, I'd say that's probably one of my favorites. It was just super detailed. I I really like detailed stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I I can see that even too. Right in the Transformers, like the they have 
the intricacy of a transformer is something that oh, i yeah. was also drawn to um because it's funny I, I had a very similar situation but for me it was riding my bike so Ooh. i was learning how to ride a bike oh no i had very little interest in it <laughs> um, but i have a memory of my mom saying if you can learn it this weekend we'll go buy a transformer and that's all i needed uh, that was all the motivation this, this i needed is the trend yeah i guess the so transformer bribe is an actual <laughs> this is a phenomenon this yeah. is incredible yeah i need i need to get some like some more data do some plot pointing you know <laughs> start interviewing interviewing parents of transformer kids yes yes exactly get your exactly. answers there i love it oh if yeah. you had to be in one movie, like in a Transformers or any kind of action movie, what movie would you be in? Oh, cool question. If you could have been in any movie. One movie. Well, we'll stay on the Transformers win here. Yeah. Um, the latest one that they did, the uh, the Bumblebee. Yeah. Ooh. It was a, it was a much better, like, conceived film, I, I think. Okay. In terms of just, like, characters. So sure. if I had... If I had to pick, that was recent too. Yeah. So like, I don't know, it's a little more reasonable. Um, I would do that one. I did audition for one of them. Okay. Like really? Way back in the day, and I didn't get it. It was, uh, it was like one of those kids in the, uh, the, I think the third one. Okay. Um, I auditioned to be one of those kids. Didn't get it. I think I was too old. Maybe. It's okay. Yeah. Probably. They knew you had they, that you had destined for better things. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Michael Bay hear this. It's also like, I, that's here's a good question. So, how how did you handle like the cutthroat nature of like tryouts, right? Because I feel like there's so much <laughs> to it where you like you just have to keep going. Like, how did you handle oh, all that stuff? I've probably done hundreds of auditions over yeah. the years, hundreds and hundreds. Like. I've, let's see, I've been doing it since I was like six. So about 12 years of yeah, audition. Yeah, wow. Um, and of course, there there's like pilot season and whatnot where it really ramps up. Yeah, typically. sure. Um, for a while, I was in the dead zone. Like really? when you're just a teenager, but they don't want to hire you. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, when... When you're a uh, when you're when you're a minor on a TV set or a film set, what they had to do was have a set teacher. Yeah. So mm. they have to hire somebody, pay somebody, and um, interesting. Just have you in your off time on the set be schooled by somebody. And interesting. What I had to do for that, I think I was about 16 years old. Um, here in California, there's this thing that you can do called the CHESPE, the California High School Proficiency Exam. Okay. And I took cool. that, and it basically says that you're done with high school. Okay. So okay. If, if you have that as an actor, it is very, very lucrative because it means that they don't have to hire a set teacher for you. Yeah, and right. It's so funny because I did the CHESPE, and then I didn't book anything until I was about oh, oh my gosh. So it never even came into effect. All of that studying, oh, working on math, man. I'm terrible at math, by the way. Um, I'm okay at math. I, it, it's just that the chest, too, it, it was grueling. But, you know, it's it's just funny to me that thing that I did before that was Tyson's Run and the thing that I did since was um, I did voice acting for Final Fantasy VII. Wow, really? As a young cloud, the remake. Really? Um, so if you watch that, if have you played that before? Oh yeah. So I played the original. I love the original, and I was actually a fan of the remake. So that's actually really yeah, exciting. I never seen the not, remake, and I did not know that. I didn't see that in the research I did. Yeah, so yeah. Like exciting. young cloud when he's up on the uh, the water tower, and I, th I can't remember what the the town is called, but when he's talking about going to Midgar. Okay, uh, is it a movie? So I mean, you could, you could you could probably call Final Fantasy a movie when it comes to some of the graphics yeah, like they do in there. But, but yeah, um, it was cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just funny. I I, I did the chess being you know I haven't really used it, but whatever. I hey, got my chess exam. There you go. There you go. That is funny though. Like I I've never thought about you know the idea of schooling uh -huh. and. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that like everyone has to do and i feel right. like especially as an actor it has to be so frustrating because it's like i don't really want to use any of these skills i want to be acting <laughs> right well and of course like 
it, it there's a fine balance as well between like okay you gotta get you gotta be taught you know like actual schoolwork or yeah. else it's illegal right um, right and oh my gosh i have to do my lines so i don't royally screw up in front of everybody yeah right so, so true you have to memorize it's just balancing act. yeah yeah what was for you did you enjoy the voice acting piece in the sense of like being off camera or do you prefer being on camera? I like both. Okay. Okay. Um, they're both stressful in their own way. Not stressful, but challenging. Yeah. I guess it turns into stress sometimes, but like when you're doing regular acting, it is, the way you deliver lines, the way you manipulate your face makes yeah. it sound strange, but it, you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With voice acting, you've got like a, like a thousand dollar Neumann microphone pointed at your face. Yeah. And you, and, 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 right. Like, and, and you're sitting there, you're, you're reading these lines. You have to match inflection for a specific take. You mm. have to do it a specific way. Um, like, and you, and you'll have a director in a, in the booth or not in the booth, but like in the control room, Yeah. like, you know, suggesting different ways to do it. And it was cool because I, I did my audition for, uh, for young cloud and over, I think it was who developed those games, uh, square Enix, square Enix. Right. And like over in Japan, they like they heard my 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 audition for it. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. We'll we'll have him do the dub for uh, Young Cloud. And so while I was there, they were showing us the um me rather the uh, like the the pre production like um just the three D models like doing their thing. Dang. And then it was the Japanese voice line. So I had to go through there and, ma- and try my best to match like the attitude, yeah. you know, the inflection, the emotion, all that stuff while making it, you know, fit within a certain time frame and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So it was really cool to see how they kind of how they did that. Cause they you know they separately voice animated, they they animated the American one too. It wasn't just, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. right. Exactly. Like, yeah. like Japanese, you know, it, it was really cool. I like that experience. Yeah, yeah they're, they're challenging their own ways. That's so yeah, that's yeah. very cool. That's that's definitely a good way to put it for sure. Um, and I, even just like I, I lived in Japan for a while, um, hmm. and so I know like the differences in language, right? Um, but also the differences in how they express emotion, and right. so like obviously something like a video game, the their voice actors usually go over the top, right? Um, but you have to kind of take some of that and keep that over the top but also tone down or bring up depending on, you know, right. the, the cultural differences, which is so interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. It, well, it's so cool. Cause yeah. like so much of the game industry over the years has come from Japan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like so Nintendo. True. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so. it's very, it's very interesting to think about. You're right. Like a, a, a lot of the most successful stuff has come from Japan. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed my time over there because I was always nerding out. Thrift stores in Japan. That's the place oh to go. I, I've literally seen videos about this. In Japan, they have a huge like audiophile <laughs> um community. Yeah. So you see like the most high-end stuff there. It's crazy. And like I remember I watched this video um of a guy going through like a thrift store in, in Japan. And here in the u.s you'll be lucky if you find some like high quality um you know really hi-fi equipment yeah. but like they had a whole section there yeah. with like um sony like really high quality like my, my receiver in there it is from an it's from a line called es which is which stands for elevated standards okay the thing weighs like 40 pounds and it's a very nice amplifier yeah so like they found like a um a set deck from there and it's just really cool because like they take it they tend to take better care of their components yeah 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 it's amazing too like so the one i mean i went to a whole bunch because i was all over the country but a friend of mine lives in saitama Uh so i spent some time there and about an hour north of his house is a six-story thrift store you never told me this um and each story is a different like theme so they have a whole music themed story 
of the oh. first one. Yeah. <laughs> so you you'd be you'd be in heaven over there. Why must you tempt me like that? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to look up the uh, conversion rate for yen and turn yeah, the wall. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's um, awesome. I guess yeah. I guess Major and Dan have something in common about we Japan. Do. Yeah, we do. I guess we do. There we go. There we go. You know, next time I'm over there, I'll have to I'll have to keep my eye out for something you're looking for. Yeah, I'll, I'll send should. you a message, let yeah. you know what I can pick up for you. <laughs> um, you. Hey, it's actually crazy. We're getting to the end of the show. Yes. Um, and at the I was, end, I was going to say, um, make sure you watch Tyson's Run of coming course. out yeah. um, this yes. Friday. Uh, no, sorry, um, coming out. It's you can see it now and theaters. Well, go to Tyson'sRun.com. Check it out. Mm. Yeah. Um, real quick, Broad Theater and Satterton's doing a um, a sensory friendly show on on March twenty first. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at seven p.m. So check that out. And then um, opening night is the eighteenth. So check your local listings and your different. Across the country, across mm-hmm. the United States, uh, go yeah. to Tyson'sRun.com. We'll have the link on our website for it. Yeah, so and check it out. Yeah, we'll have the the link on the website. Um, every guest on the show, I have like I keep the little bio in a like a past yeah. guest section, and so we'll have that attached there for sure. Um, we always like to end the show by basically just giving the floor to our guests. Um, so if you feel like there's something that you wanted to talk about that you didn't get the chance to talk about, um, now is your chance. We call it the red carpet time. So we'll roll it out Ooh, for you. I like that <laughs> idea. Well, um, thank you guys so much for having me. You're yeah. fantastic interviewers. This just felt like a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go and see Tyson's run. It'll be coming out on March 11th and probably a theater near you. We're doing a nationwide release. Yeah. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I hope it inspires you. I hope you uh, just take something positive away from it. We absolutely need some more positivity right now with everything going on. Mm, yeah. It's all just kind of melting together. So that any uplifting boost that you can get. Um, mm. I just hope you really enjoy the movie. Uh, and thank you guys for having me. It has been a wonderful time. Of course. Of course. What's up? Going, everybody. Thank you uh, for watching. Oh, it was great. It was a great episode. Major was a great guy. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I was able to, to slice down the end, but I embarrassingly called him Tyson at the end. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I felt pretty embarrassed. I knew at some point I was going to say I know. Um, I, I didn't want to say it, but you said it first. I did. I okay, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. you know. But it is what it is. Yeah. He was very kind about it. Um, so we just want to do a couple more announcements yeah. real quick. Um, we have our next guest. Are you ready for this, guys? Who is it? So, who doesn't love TGI Fridays? True. I like their potato skins. So next week we are having the CEO of TGI Fridays, Ray, on our show. Ray New is it New Ray? I know. I'm yeah, Ray, the C- CEO of TJF Fridays. TJF Fridays. It's always Fridays in the house, but next <laughs> Tuesday would probably be like a Friday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll have him on. Um, and Dan, you like Fridays. I do. I do like Fridays. I've always enjoyed them. We have some good memories at Fridays. Um, and it's a great day of the week, too. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Ray, the CEO of TGIF Fridays or TGI Fridays, it's not TGIF Fridays. That's too many Fridays. Uh, he'll be on our show next Tuesday, and that's our normal Tuesday schedule. And we'll be back to that schedule in April. So we'll be doing twice in April, the second and fourth Tuesdays, um, and, and we have then some special other guests coming soon. Yeah, we've got some special stuff coming up, and then we're hoping May into the summer we're gonna start doing some some other uh, content as well as the show. Um, and we want to remind you to wear blue for April two. Um, Ben's billboard is out there. You'll see him uh, share that post, and then we've got some merch, merch right? Yep, ben? yep. Um, so we've got some race typical stuff. Uh, we got this shirt. Uh, the one energy. one tree can start a forest. One one kind person can change the world, mm-hmm. and one dark one white can push back darkness. Yeah, very true. So um, we've got some awesome shirts out there. So check yep. those out as well. I was gonna say if you want to go check out Tyson's Run, um, go check it out at your local theater. I'm gonna be there. Um, when the day I know when I'm gonna go, I'll announce it. And if you want to join me that night, great. If not, yeah. 
sounds like a plan. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. We really appreciate it. Yep. We'll see you for our regular show live next week. Yep. And having autism is not a bad thing, and it doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody is unique and special, just like a rainbow. And be kind out there and be the one. Thank you, guys. Wait. Oh, is it? Oh, hold on.